Hello, welcome to At The Source, a podcast full of food stories. I'm your host, Alex Ryder, and today's episode was supposed to have been recorded in person, but sadly, due to lockdown, my two guests had to join me remotely, despite only being in the same city. Those guests are Claire Ladkin and Trung Trin from All About The Cooks. Claire is the founder of this new platform in Bristol, which allows home cooks to sell their dishes to local people. This is a project which has been on her mind for quite some time, and it goes beyond simply feeding people. All About the Cooks allows people to share food from their own cultures and family recipes handed down over generations. This feels so relevant right now, as something which counterbalances the instant gratification of the likes of Deliveroo and Just Eat, at a time when more of us than ever are ordering online. Diners can connect with real home cooks to order food for family meals, celebrations and even just a Friday night on the sofa. Trung is one of the 20 home cooks already using the platform and is here today to tell us about it from his perspective. I'm so sad that we're recording remotely because there was a rumour he was going to bring food. Oh well, maybe next time. So Claire, I'm going to start with you and let's start right at the very beginning. What is All About the Cooks in your own words and how does it work? Uh, All About the Cooks is an online platform um, which makes it easy to buy real food made by local people. Um, We hope that people will uh, think about differently about the way that they eat at home, be more inclined to cook their own food. Um, But the essence of it really is driven by my own belief in that it's much better to eat real food that comes from kitchens um, rather than products that come from factories. So where did the initial idea come from? Um, a number of things, really. I've always been a bit of a sucker for an honesty box or a farm shop or something. I really appreciate the value of home-cooked food. And it means so much to the people that cook it and the people that receive it. Um, it's a way of sharing culture and, and sharing love and um, traditions and family and all sorts of things. Um, and there were a couple of things which really resonated with me. And one of them was the, the lemon curd story. So I'd been to Square Food Foundation for a meeting and bought a jar of homemade uh, lemon curd when I was there. And every time I went to the fridge to, to use this, I felt differently about it than if I'd gone bought it in the supermarket. I mean, it was really delicious, which helped. But it also made me feel nicer. Um, and then that, that was the sort of what if it was easier to buy home cooked food or homemade things um, than, than it currently is. It kind of makes you wonder why this didn't already exist, because it, it makes perfect sense. And of course, you know, it's so different having something that someone has cooked for you in their own kitchen versus something from McDonald's or, you know, a fast food Um, item that you can get on Just Eat, for example. Yes, but in many ways, it's one of the oldest ideas in the world, isn't it? Um, Our old communities would have had um, people who were good at cooking would have cooked and people who were good at looking after goats would have looked after goats. Um, So in that sense, um, sharing food in communities has been going on for years. And um, I've certainly noticed cooks coming forward to do this where they are coming from cultures where community sharing of food is more commonplace than it is traditionally here in the UK. There have been um, people who've tried to do it, but actually generally it's failed. And what the reason it's failed is because it's, I feel that I'm in a really good position because this is a business which needs to be founded by a middle-aged woman with an idea 
and not a tech person looking for one. <laughs> and I think that's the difference, actually. And I think that um, I think that's why it stands a really good chance of succeeding. And it's why it's called All About the Cooks, because mm. it's their stories and they're, they're the thing that makes it special. I really like that, actually. And, and that's a really valid point, because I think there are so many food startups, especially at the moment, that are coming out of tech companies and agencies and actually they've not got that real love and passion that comes from someone who's been thinking about it for a while and and yeah is is also a home cook herself so um given the current situation with coronavirus I think some people might think you're a bit mad for launching right now. <laughs> what would you say to that? Um, well, we were due to launch in March, um, and then that was just looking increasingly unlikely. Um, I think if we'd already launched, we would have been okay, just about. But there were so many unknowns um, back then. And I think that um, during the first lockdown, we saw people looking to their community more and sharing food. We did see that. Um, what we were going to have for dinner became the most interesting thing about the day. Absolutely. It seems that um, actually when the children went back to school in September, um, it was about time that we did it. And we we knew that there was a risk associated, but we thought that people would be kind. And um, it seems that so far so good. They have been. Um, and I hope that we provide a useful service to some people in lockdown as well, especially if they're reluctant to go out. The idea of being able to um, connect with people near you to have food provided, to buy food from them um, is quite a nice idea. I hope that we can do that. Um, And also, uh, there are a lot of people who've been laid off in hospitality and uh, people whose income has been cut. And perhaps if they've got a talent, they can put it to use to support their finances a bit at the moment. Absolutely. Actually, I was quite lucky with my food blog hat on, not my podcast hat on, to attend a virtual launch for All About the Cooks a few weeks back. And one of the things you talked about a little bit on that call was the social impact that All About the Cooks could have, especially regarding kind of empowering women in different cultures. Are you able to cast your mind back to what you told us then and share your thoughts again? Yes, of course. So I do think All About the Cooks has the potential to have a massive social impact. And that is one of the big drivers behind it. Apart from anything else, it sees the potential to have a lot of money changing hands through individuals' pockets. Um, And my part of that will be relatively small. But so that's, that's a strength in itself. But I can recall when my children were young and, um, I had three children under 10 and my husband was away all the time and uh, I wanted to work, but it was really difficult. And I, I would have done this then. Um, I was very home-based, but I wanted to get on and make some money and do things. And it, it's, I hope that it enables people to, um, to use that time, um, whether it's res- responsibilities in the home or cultural um, disadvantages, perhaps not speaking English well enough to um, work in an office or something. I I hope that it means that um, all that people need is talent to do this. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love so much about living in Bristol is is the variety in in food, um, the variety that we have on offer in restaurants and through takeaways and now also here. So longer term, I don't know if you have plans to launch in other cities, but do you think that getting the variety in food that's available on the platform is, is important to the success? I hope and anticipate that um, 
the makeup of other cities might reflect the people living in it. Um, that's what you'd hope to, to happen. Um, and if we were to launch somewhere that was a, a sort of steak and kidney pie and sausage roll place, then maybe we'd have more people eating that sort of, making uh, that sort of food to sell. Um, but yes, I mean, it would be brilliant, wouldn't it, if, if, the, uh, if the cultural mix was reflected in, uh, and the character of the city was reflected in the cooks that we had on the uh, platform. That makes perfect sense, actually. Here's me sat in Bristol feeling very smug. But actually, you're right. The The food reflects the people that live within that city. So if it's a city full of people that like sausage and mash, <laughs> yes. um, although I also love sausage and mash. So maybe I could be your I could be your uh, shepherd's pie and your sausage and mac, mash cook. There you go. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on as well with you is talking about takeaway packaging obviously people are having takeaways and ordering food in bigger numbers than they ever have before due to coronavirus and lockdown one now lockdown two there's definitely been some criticism generally around packaging and plastic waste from some of the different companies like Deliveroo and Just Eat so if I was to order food right now uh, through All About the Cooks how would it be delivered? Yes, you're right, Alex. I'm a critic myself. Um, how would it be delivered? It's actually, it's up to the cook at the moment. Um, I didn't intend that it would be, but I think it's very early days. And we um, we did look into creating some packaging that, that was bespoke and branded and everything else. And that uh, proved when, we, when it came down to it to be extremely impractical because people are cooking different things in different places with all sorts of different requirements. Um, and so there wasn't a one size fits all solution. Um, I've also thought about doing something that's a bit like um, almost like a deposit scheme on um, Pyrex dishes or something like that, where pe if people could uh, pay a deposit for a a casserole dish or a pie dish or something when they place their order um, a returnable deposit if they if they never returned it then obviously they've kept the item and then it um, would be effectively a sale so either way for the future of the business I definitely see um, a sustainable form of packaging or presentation as part of something we have to do but we've been doing this for two and a half weeks it's really early days uh, so at the moment, the cooks choose packaging that suits the food that they make best. And there's all sorts of reasons why that might vary. We give them stickers um, for branding, but also so that they can label what's in each carton or whatever it is. And they also tick the allergens that are in there. The allergens are also shown on the um the food page on the website as well. And actually, the way that the customer orders is that they speak directly to the cook. So presumably, there's a lot of opportunity for them to have conversations that they wouldn't normally be able to have if you were ordering from a, a restaurant. No. Um, and there are all sorts of things that people might like to ask before they actually place the order. People can talk to the cook both before um, they place an order and essentially afterwards um, because they need to make arrangements about delivery and collection directly with the cook. Um, so that's possible that that all happens through the site. It's really important. Um, my brother is acutely allergic to garlic. It's not one of the 14 key allergens, so it wouldn't be listed on um, on the uh 
on the website on the food page but uh he would need to he always needs to ask he eats a lot of steak and chips trung thank you so much for sitting patiently and listening to claire and i chatting um you're one of the home cooks um on all about the cooks and i thought it would be really nice for the listeners to get the perspective both from Claire as the founder and from you as one of the cooks on the platform. Um, So first of all, can you tell us a bit about your background? Um, Has food always been a big part of your life? Yeah, um, uh, I come from Vietnam. Um, So English is my second language, you know, like sometimes I apologize, just the English is not it could enough at some point. But um, anyway, um, my background, I come from Vietnam. I come, uh, I born in a very small uh, town in um, the north of Vietnam named Vân Đôn, near Ha Long Bay. Basically, I come from uh, by the sea. So food, this is the, my family, it's just like a big thing. I have a massive family as well. I have like uh, probably almost close to like 100 cousins by now. So so each time we're cooking, we I'm talking cook for maybe like 40 and 50 people, you know, my big great family. Wow. <laughs> so food is a massive thing in my family. And, you know, I did do a lot of cooking when I work here too. So you've been cooking as part of your career as well, or is it more um, a hobby, something that you lo- you do because you love? Uh, no, basically cooking is not my career. I'm, um, I'm a TV producer and I'm the local fixer for a lot of television for BBC and UKs in here and Discovery channels and things. But cook is always one of my passions. And I just moved to Bristol three years ago. I got married and have a little kid and I spent a lot of time in Bristol and I feel like I love to introduce Vietnamese food to the to the community in here. So food is not like my career, but I love to cook because I cook for my family. I have to cook when I work kid because we have not like not much thing to eat. We don't have like restaurant in my hometown. Everyone have to cook. So we had to learn from parents. You know, parents cook. You just going home. You can have like two meals a day, lunch and dinner. You know, so you learn all that from parents because you don't have like we don't have much choices. We don't have like a delivery. You don't have, you know, like a KFC, fast food, anything. Even though my family did not even know have a fridge, so. I will tell you how fresh the food is. My mom will go to the market in the morning to get enough food for lunch and then go in back in the afternoon after her work to get enough food for dinner for fam. You know, that's how Vietnamese food is. Very different to food that I grew up with, for sure. And really interesting that your career is so different to, to cooking. So... How did you find out about all about the cooks? Yes, um, basically, I uh, I got a, I got text from Claire uh, on um, uh, Instagram because I think I join many different uh, charity work in Bristol. You know, um, I helping few different charity doing a lot of like a supper clubs and things. And one day Claire does send me a message or. Oh, I like to talk to you, and then I'm like very surprised, and because you know, like, and then that's probably like the first time I say, "Oh, yes, that's a like great idea." When I talk to Claire about own about the cooks, 
in Bristol because I really want to doing it in Bristol. I really want to introduce Vietnamese food to uh, Bristol because the Vietnamese food here is though they do have some Vietnamese food, but they are not authentic. And I have to say, you know, this is like something I really love to do. And then like yes, I, and and then say yes to Claire straight away after I I, I meeting Claire. Brilliant. She gave you the good sales patter, Claire. (laughs) So we're two and a half weeks since launch. And how is it going so far? How are you finding it as a as someone who's using the platform to sell their food? Basically, I uh, well, I have like one little boy, you know, my wife is the uh, producer, directors and busy to doing a project. So I can open only one a week in my kitchen to doing a platform. But I'm very surprised that like uh, how many people they know about my food and also um, the order. I got a quite good reviews after like, you know, few times doing a, a food sofa. So I'm very impressed, you know, uh, only two and a half weeks mm-hmm. because we were thinking, you know, like you're doing, Claire told me, you know, from the beginning, we're probably doing earlier this year, but we could not, you know, doing it. But it now, you know, started doing it. And I have to say, you know, yeah, people they have very positive about um, uh, about the food and also have a good review as well. So it's it's great so far. So with the reviews, is that a similar setup to how you would find on something like eBay or um, I'm trying to think of it, or even like podcasts where you review you review people and then that builds up your ranking. Like how does that work? Oh, the review is yes, here to rank um, on the platform on the platform. But it mainly I usually uh, because it's the in the platform all about the cook's platform, you can able to talk to the client because I can talk to them, you know, how they pick up the food. But I also because earlier you asked the question how we're doing about the uh, packaging because at the moment I do a little bit packaging but I also doing recycled packaging right so I can able to talk into them uh, at the beginning like what how, how how they want to pick up the food but I also talk to them after uh, they order my food and eating uh, um, have a have a meal and then ask them about the food because I want to contact them and to pick up my toughware and then I can recycle it so that's just the idea of what I'm doing. Ah, okay. That's brilliant, actually. And and like Claire was saying earlier, I like the idea of there potentially being a deposit scheme on, on Pyrex because this is probably a question for Claire, actually, but some of the things that are available on the platform, they're not just evening meals. You can order cakes and, and big big celebratory food that's for a large group of people. So presumably there must be some quite big dishes involved. Yes, yes, there are. And um, cooks can, if they want to, they can take their own platters and dishes round to the cook. Uh, sorry, buyers could uh, always take their crockery round to the cooks and the cooks can make the, the pudding in the in the um, own dish or the casserole or whatever. But yes, yeah, so some of the things... Um, you know, it is. There isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Um, so we're just taking somebody on now who's going to do platters of things, where they probably do a big sort of pulled shoulder of lamb with salads and sides to go with that. So, to a certain extent, they uh, they can talk to each other and decide how they would want it to be. And uh, people will be doing a certain amount of heating up or presentation themselves when they get at home. 
um, you'd expect, wouldn't you? Something like that. I quite like the idea of having, obviously not at the moment, but kind of having a, a dinner party with your family or friends and then sneaking the food in and putting it on your own plates and <laughs> pretending that you <laughs> that you'd made it yourself. <laughs> yes. I won't tell if you don't. No, I, I will definitely never do that. When, uh, when I order Trung's food, and my friends think that I'm suddenly fantastic Vietnamese um, <laughs> chef. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and I guess the other thing to note is that you can look at how far away the sh- the chefs are from your own home. So it might literally be that you're popping a couple of roads down to to drop your Pyrex dish off, or or, or you know. It, it, the chances are you are really connecting with people very locally. Yes, and this this thing this was part of sort of my imagination going wild when I was first doing this. It, there are people living amongst us, and we never would know they were there, and they're cooking amazing food in their own homes. Um, but they might be just a couple of streets away. The difference between getting I don't know your supper party pudding from the supermarket because you're busy or buying it from that lovely lady around the corner is enormous um, in terms of the way that you feel about it. And yes, dropping dishes around and that sort of thing. It's just a community thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely. And I really like the the fact that this is slow food in a way that uh, something that struck me, which you said on that that evening when we had the Zoom launch was that this is almost... Um, counterbalance to the instant gratification that you get of ordering kind of big fast food like delivery and just eat in that you're you're picking up something that you might be placing an order to have within the next few days and that you're really thinking about what it is that you're going to be eating um exactly we didn't set up to compete with Deliveroo and actually the idea of home cooks um consistently standing in their kitchens in the evening waiting for their phone to buzz with an order to be collected in 10 minutes just simply doesn't stack up so it's up to the cooks how they cook and it may happen that when when that food is collected uh, it might still be warm, but really and truly, food should be um, chilled as soon as possible after cooking, and then it will be given to the to the buyer to heat up at home. Generally speaking, so yes, it's a, doing it in a planned way, um, and definitely not for instant gratification. Though, with this next question, I'm going to ask both of you, and you can either both answer it, or one of you might want to butt in over the other one. Um, essentially, it's whether or not you have any advice for other home cooks wanting to sell their food this way. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you go You go ahead, because I'll, I'll pick up anything that you don't cover. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, for uh, for new cook, or, or the first thing is the food safety, I have to say. You know, like when you're cooking in the kitchen, you need to have, you should understand, you know, what you're dealing with the food. That is very uh, important because, you know, like a lot of people, they doing a cook and especially in this time, they have a, like COVID and things. But also because it's my food, I usually do it very fresh. So I don't have like a frozen food. Uh, and so that's just why I, 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 you know, I like to doing only like a very, very small at beginning. So even other people that want to enjoy it, they should understand, you know, what food they can um, uh, need to cook and then how the packaging and how food safety for uh, for the people to eat. Because, you know, it will be, it's not like a restaurant and then they can come in tomorrow and say, oh, the food is not good or, uh, you know, I get sick because that is like a mainly you have to be careful about like how you 
cook your food and how you do the own food. So the hygiene and kind of health and safety side of things is is presumably quite different when you're cooking at home versus in a restaurant. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and Trung's absolutely right. Um, the the hygiene element is something that, and actually uh, bringing some sort of monitor to the home cooking that's current. There is home cooked food available on Facebook and things like that. Um, but it's really important to get a cook who's who's got a four or five star rating and. Um, or, all of our cooks are registered with the council. When they get inspected, they have to get a four or five star rating and there are other hygiene tests that they have to do. We meet them all personally, um, ideally in person, but obviously not. that's a bit difficult at the moment, and talk to them about that, about that to make sure they're very confident. Um, we send them links to the food standards agency guidance um, and provide them with the list of allergens. And um, and obviously, we're there for, for um, information if they need it. The other thing in terms of advice to, new, to cooks, one of the things that people struggle with is what to cook, how to decide what to cook. And I just say, cook what you love and cook what your friends love, because um, that's the thing that will make the difference. The thing that everyone says, oh, you know, she makes a, a great um, dal or something. You know, that's the thing that you should sell because that's the thing that people want to eat. Uh, if, you, if you love it yourself, then um, people will love it too. Cook with love, you know. When you love cooking and, you know, you have a passion, you had a passion on the food and then you can, you know, you, you, you're doing it sometimes it's very simple, but it can be very tasty and then make them feel like very delighted after dinner. Exactly. <laughs> and that's really what this whole thing is all about, isn't it? Is that this is real food cooked by people who are cooking because they love it and sharing home recipes family recipes with with other people and there are some amazing things available on the on the platform from kind of cakes to turkish food italian food trungs vietnamese food i've i think even there's a lady doing chicken wings you've got a real real variety of stuff on there yes it's really exciting i i'm very very pleased with the way that it's gone um definitely it's it's good stuff do you have any kind of not audition i'm trying to think what the right word is is there a, any barrier to home cooks joining the platform or is it a case that once people start ordering their food the reviews will will kind of guide the way um i think there's an element of that actually um because uh we we don't we can't possibly taste everything that people are going to sell on the platform Oh, that would be so lovely. What a job. Um, we've been very fortunate so far. Uh, there are people that I've definitely tried to put off the idea uh, and meeting people in person makes a big difference to that. Um, and I, I, haven't, I haven't come across anybody that I think would be totally unsuitable, but there have been people and I've thought um, that they might be a bit flaky or, or, or unreliable and therefore I've just tried to put them off. I haven't actually said no to anybody. But um, I'm sure it will happen and um, it will be dealt with <laughs> as nicely as possible. Um, in terms of barriers to entry for cooks, there are things uh, we obviously want to make it as easy as possible for them. Um, so we're trying to prevent barriers to entry. Um, so things like having an embedded insurance policy um, and, thing, and helping them with the confidence really to do it, um, that does make a big difference, giving the confidence to 
believe that people want to eat their food, but also that they can, it's not as scary as you think to be inspected by the council when they come to your home, that sort of thing, which feels like an insurmountable problem if if it's new to you. Um, But um, to be able to support people through that has been, um, that's obviously made a difference to them. It definitely sounds as though for someone who's been thinking of maybe doing supper clubs or or somehow cooking from home, that this this will make it so much easier for them that they've got um, a partner and, a, and a, a business that's going to support them through that process. Yes, I hope so. Um, and yes, and the alternatives are quite complicated. People would perhaps market is one way that would would have been available previously. There are an awful lot of people who are making amazing food for school fates and church gatherings and uh, iftars and things. And, uh, and, and they love to share their food. And now they get to share it with us and make some money along the side, which is fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> Fast forward five years from now, where do you see all about the cooks? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I would love to see all about the cooks available and really making a difference to the way that um, that people eat at home. Sending a home cooked meal to somebody would be something that became an easily available option. Um, and I, sometimes, you know, you think if you go away somewhere, how nice it would be to be able to order a meal for your first night in a caravan in Cornwall, or to be able to gift. Um, food to another city for somebody who's just had a baby. And the idea of the potential that all about cooks might have to be able to do that sort of thing, um, you know, that fills me with joy. That would be an amazing thing to do. But I also want to put these home cooks on a bit of a pedestal because they do amazing stuff and I think they should be celebrated. And I think that we've lost the cooking skills. You know, years ago, you'd go to your grandma and for Sunday lunch and, um, you know, you'd be eating runner beans from the garden and grandma would be making an apple pie. And um, it was all, you know, people were much more connected to their food. And I hope that all about the cooks will have a part to play in making people more connected to the choices that they make about their food and where they get it from and the value that they place on it. Beautiful. I love the idea of gifting. That's such a nice idea. And as you said, the example of, you know, if someone's just had a baby, when my my niece was born three years ago, I spent two days in the kitchen cooking up, I think, lasagnas, curries, uh, chili, anything that was that my brother and his partner could just stick in the oven. Um, and they, and they loved it. And they said, you know, that was the best thing that I could have given them at that time. And, and I hope that if, if, and when I have a baby, someone will order me some food. (laughs) (laughs) One of my daughters is a midwife and she's always telling me that she wants to send food to her. (laughs) I think that there's, there could be a bit of a roaring trade for you there. You should get her to hand out business cards to like new, new mum visitors and, Uh, all about the cooks will have to go to Shropshire first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. First Bristol, next Shropshire. That would be nice. Right. So we've talked all about this amazing platform, but we need to tell people how they can find out. So how can they find out more? What do they need to do? Where do they go? So the website is allaboutthecooks.co.uk. And uh, basically you go into a, a search page, put in your postcode, and you'll be presented with a list of cooks near you. Uh, you can also add a filter if you're looking for a particular type of food. Um, and then 
every cook has a profile page, um, a bit like Facebook. And on that page, they set out their story. This is really, really important. This is why it's called All About the Cooks. You're not just buying from a, a faceless company. That they, These are people and they have reasons for doing what they do. Um, uh, and um, you can also talk to them if you want to. Um, from there, you can see small pictures, as, just like any, buying anything online, really. Um, you can click on a picture of their food, and you can go in to find out more about that particular food item. Um, and there's more detail about the dish there, and that might be to do with how it's cooked, or it might be the ingredients or allergens. And uh, then it's just like buying a pair of shoes online, really. You just put something in your basket and... Um, order and pay and off you go exactly brilliant and, and actually that is one of the things that um, I suppose the first lockdown taught us the value of um, the process being cashless because cash seems to be a thing of the past now yeah definitely <laughs> so that's certainly been a good thing so I guess all that's left for me to say is thank you both for joining me and I'm, I'm so sorry that we weren't able to do this one in person because I was really looking forward to actually sitting and recording face to face. It's been such a long time since I've been able to do that but um, Zencaster has been kind to us tonight and hopefully it's um, it's not been too painful for you both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I was really I was really hoping that we were going to have some food because um there was a rumor that Trung was bringing food, and and I was I was quite excited. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know. I can cook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Claire and Trung. It's been fantastic talking to you tonight. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Alex. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.